This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Kendra Dolke. Kendra, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, You're my first uh, pro volleyball player I ever interviewed. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, so let's just go back in time. Um, How did you first get involved playing volleyball? Uh, um, It's kind of a funny story, actually. It was, volleyball wasn't like my first sport that I ever played. It was actually basketball was like my main, main sport. Um, Pretty much since I was like, I would say probably I was eight years old when I really was like starting out basketball. Um, and I had recently moved from Minnesota to California and, um, I was going through like a new middle school in sixth grade and the volleyball coach saw me walking around campus and was like, Hey, are you coming to volleyball tryouts? And I was like, Oh no, like, I don't, I don't play volleyball. Like I have no idea how to play. I don't know the sport at all. And she's like, Oh, I think you should really try. I think you'd be good. And I was like, okay, I guess we can give it a try. But I was like super hesitant, you know, because I was like, my mind was always like on basketball. Um, but then I like went to tryouts, whatever, and all the girls are super welcoming. And even though I really sucked, they put me on varsity because <laughs> I was tall, I was like really tall for my age. Um, they put me on the varsity team in middle school. And I just had like the most fun, you know, on that team and just learning a bunch of new things about the sport and stuff. And right after that year that I played with that team, they wanted me to play on the club team, but my parents had said no, cause it was like a full time, you know, year round thing with club. And I still had like basketball season and stuff. So I didn't play club my first year, um, but then the following year, so I was 13 at the time, um, I ended up, quitting basketball the next year and just doing full club volleyball and since then I was just like I hit the ground running and I haven't hadn't stopped for you know the longest time so that's kind of how I got you know my foot in the door with volleyball and everything yeah it's crazy (laughs) now I always ask people like did did playing like other sports like help you you think like with volleyball For sure. Yeah. Um, I also played a little bit of tennis and I think in terms of like hand-eye coordination, you know, reading where the ball is going, reacting to it, um, and for sure translated into my volleyball, my volleyball game also. So yeah, I think that played a huge role and just to like, into playing like the natural, you know, movement of sport and everything that like really helped me in the long run, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then what about uh, just like during high school, when did like uh, recruitment offers start coming in? Um, recruiting, it was, okay, so it was a little weird for me. I, in eighth grade, so my second year playing club, I played up in the 18th division. Um, so I played with a bunch of older girls. Most of the girls had either been signed or, you know, were getting recruited by other um, colleges and whatnot. Um, so my first time getting recruited was in eighth grade. Um, so it was really shocking to me, I would say, because I was so new at the sport. And I was also playing a different position than I play now. Um, I was a middle blocker when I first started. Um, so I was getting recruited at first as a middle blocker. And actually, the school that I ended up choosing, 
or choosing, sorry, <laughs> ended up choosing um, was Arizona. And they actually first started recruiting me as a middle blocker. And they were like one of the first schools to recruit me. Um, but yeah, initially the process started for me, I was like eighth grade. And then I ended up committing to Arizona junior year of high school. So I waited a little bit of time, you know, just to kind of really weigh out my options, find the good fit for me. Um, you know, I wasn't in a rush because I really didn't know what school that I wanted to go to like at all. Um, so it was, it was really nice not having like any pressure from like, oh, like choose a school, choose a school. It was really all up to me, all about how I felt about the campus and stuff. So the recruiting process for me was pretty smooth, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What about like, was there a final like three schools? Yeah, there were. So yeah, obviously Arizona, U of A, um, North Carolina, and Kansas were my top three. All right. And where, where did you say you were originally from? Where, where did you say yeah. you were originally from? I know you said you lived, you were moved in Minnesota. Yeah, I originally was born in Minnesota. Um, oh. And I lived there for about eight years before we moved to California. And then I did like most of like, my growing up in California before I left um, for college. Gotcha. Then I was like oh, in Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So uh, how, how was it just going to Arizona, just like school wise and like playing wise? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, when I first got to the campus, I was like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. Like the girls that were on the team while I was getting recruited were awesome. The coaching staff there was awesome. Um, So yeah, I was like in love with that place. And I went on three, I actually went on three visits before I committed to that school because I just wanted everyone to see it. I wanted my dad to go, I wanted my mom to go, I wanted everyone to go just to see, you know, just make sure that like they thought it was also a good fit for me and like they could see me there um but yeah I loved it there I was I had a good time you know I met um some really close friends of mine that are still close friends of mine to this day I have a good relationship with the coaches still um you know that's like my so yeah in terms of playing also you know it was rough for me at first my first year just coming off the bench not like playing as a starter was tough for me because like I was always a starter. I was always like the go-to player, like on every team I played. So going to that was like, okay, like I really need to like think about what I need to work on, you know, for the following season. And then my sophomore year ended up being a starter. We went to the C16 that year. Um, I was the youngest starter on that at that time. Um, So that was just like a really eye-opening experience for me. And I learned a lot in my four years there. So I think it, it was like the perfect, situation for me you know I had to grow not even like as a player but as a person also when I went there which was you know important for me as a player it helps me in the long run for sure so I think I definitely made the right choice by going there yeah for sure and then um like like during college did you did you think you were going to go pro or like did you want to I know like in America there's I know now they just started out a pro league here um Mm -hmm. so like what was your just like thoughts during college? Um, I knew it was a possibility to play professionally. I would say going into college, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously going in, I was like, it seemed just so far-fetched that I'm like, oh, like I'm a long ways away from, you know, doing that. Cause the girls that I knew that were playing overseas were like, you know, on the national team, Olympians. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm nowhere near that, you know, right now. So I was like, okay, like it could be a possibility for me. Maybe like if, I don't know, the tables turn here in the first early stages of college. Um, but I would say it became more of a realistic thing for me 
in my senior year like the last the last season for me was when I was like okay um like that's something that I want to do after this I ended up actually graduating early just so I could go play overseas you know like as soon as possible because um I went at the half season so like in January is like the half season of um like European teams it was the start of the Philippines which is where I first ended up playing um so it was perfect like for me you know to finish early I was able to go right away to play somewhere you know professionally overseas get my foot in the door on that and you know start that whole different you know ball game um so yeah that was it was more I would say more of a realistic thing for me it, at like towards the middle of my senior year you know it was like having good enough numbers to do it um people were asking me um agents you know were contacting me my coach was asking like hey are you interested I'm like mm, yeah I guess like if I could you know make money doing this why not so yeah, yeah that's kind of my my thoughts about it yeah for sure now what what's your like what's your take on um I think it's athletes unlimited that they created like the new American league like what's your take on that and like like tell me like because I don't know that much about professional mm-hmm. volleyball so tell me like what's the differences like maybe playing here versus going to Europe um, well, I do know that with the Athletes Unlimited, there was, I think, about, I think, want to say 48 women that were playing. Um, and a lot of those ladies played overseas also. And a lot were, I would say about, like, there was a good handful that were probably first-year pros, like, just came in from college. Um, and, you know, it was really their first experience playing, like, with professional players. Um, and it was a really, really short season. So it was really intense. And like, from what I've heard about it, um, like just the level of the volleyball is really high, obviously, because you have people that were in the Olympics, you have people playing at high college um, volleyball, which you get that over speed, but you don't get that level of volleyball on the same side of the net and across the net, you know? It's like more, I would say in Europe, it's more watered down. Like every team has like two or three really good players that are probably at that level. Whereas, you know, like maybe the majority of the team isn't. So, you know, you get your, you know, a couple of good players that you see once or twice a week. Um, But there it's, you know, it's even a step above the college level, which is, you know, college level every night, every match is like a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that would probably be like a level above that just in terms of the experience of the players um, and I would say even like in terms of level of the games that you're playing on like a night-to-night basis that's probably even more so than most of the leagues in Europe mm-hmm. I'd say um, you would have you have the Italian league uh, the first league in Italy is probably the best league that you could play in um, overseas you have France Germany all have really good leagues but there's really nothing that would compare to like the girls that were playing in that athletes unlimited thing gotcha yeah it, yeah. it kind of kind of like reminds me of like you know like WNBA and they go overseas and then you know the like there's yeah, one yeah, yeah. Americans on the team and things like that right yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and then what, what advice would you give to just like a, a young volleyball player like trying to go pro or trying to get like a d1 scholarship I would say, you know, get a, like a good, I'd say minute and a half, two minutes of video that you can send to college coaches, um, especially if you're not playing club, 
but for sure you want to play club because that's where you're going to get the most you know eyes on you in terms of college recruiters um you know you're going to have teammates that are maybe getting recruited and if you're playing with those girls you're on the same court as them so you're going to get you know people watching you also um so playing club is huge um having like you know at least a minute to two minutes of video that you can send out is i think a plus um and just asking the right questions and you know just knowing kind of like watching watching the game, becoming a student of the game is important because you can learn so much just by watching, asking people that you know that play, maybe like someone that you look look up to, like, hey, how do you do this? Like, is this something that like you think I could do to work on? Like, you know, just asking the questions that can make you like just step better. All right, well, now that you said that, like what, what would you want to know that you didn't know at the time? Like say, or in mm -hmm. college or like before pro or whatnot? That's a good question. Oh, uh, I don't think anyone's asked me that question. Um, something I would want to know. Oof. I think something I would want to know would be, well, not everything's going to go your way. Yeah. And like, you need to have like a resiliency too. And just being able to bounce back fast is really important. So I think just knowing that you're going to go through these ups and downs ahead of time <laughs> before yeah. they come would be really you know an advantage so knowing that like you're gonna face like some really challenging moments and just knowing like you know it's normal mm -hmm. I think that is something that you know everyone should could benefit from yeah yeah definitely yeah and then uh just going into women's sports in general um like what do you think like more people could do to to support women's sports mm, I think the views mm -hmm. what having people watch is huge you know, um, and you see the difference in like, say the NBA and like the WNBA, just the number of people that watch it is shocking, you know, just because like it's basketball at the end of the day, you know, mm -hmm. and especially for volleyball, it's such a huge, like it's such a widely played sport in the US that it's surprising to me that it doesn't get a lot of TV time and it doesn't get a lot of views on TV when it is on TV. And part of that is because, you know, there's not a lot of advertising for it. So I think that's another thing that would really improve the amount of views. Just advertising, like, you know, how they have, like, really fun, like, ads out there for, like, basketball games. Like, doing stuff yeah. like that, I think, would just get more people's attention. Because, like, you have all these young girls everywhere that play volleyball. So, you know, that, like, if it's on TV, they would watch it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not out there for people to watch. And also, it's a hard game to put on TV because... Um, Sometimes the game could be an hour and a half long, or it could be three hours long. And it's hard to like have that time slot. So like if the game does like go long or go short, you know, to fill that TV slot is really difficult. Um, and that's like something that people are looking at to see if there's a way to like adjust the scoring. So it could be like more of a, more of a condensed mm -hmm. game. So people would be able to watch it more efficiently, I guess. But yeah, I think advertising is huge and just getting people to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, mm -hmm. like the times I see it the most, obviously like during the Olympics and then, yeah, uh, yeah. and then sometimes uh, like sometimes sports center has highlights of like the college game. Yeah, for sure. Which is nice when you see like those really cool plays and stuff that people are just like, Oh wow. But like people honestly, they watch it and I think it's cool, but they don't know really what's going on either. Yeah. So like an understanding of the game is also important and it's difficult because people just think we just rotate and like everyone plays different no it's not like that at all you know there's so many like crossing patterns it's just it's just an in-depth game that it's like if you don't really understand it it's hard to watch and 
I even struggle to watch it sometimes, you know, like it can be boring to watch, like if you don't know what's going on, you know, so it's one of those things where it's just like, the more people watch it, they more, the more they learn. And like, it would just take people to kind of help grow the game, grow the knowledge of the game to get more viewers. Is like, is the Olympics like one of your goals? I want to say yes, but at the same time, not, it's never really been one of my goals, you know, um, to be able to compete at that level with those, the women that play at that level would be, enough for me you know just to say like like yeah I was playing with this girl she's done this she has this medal you know it's like it's awesome and you know playing I played in the like USA like college national team even playing there I was like you know mind blown just like how much how many girls are involved and it's difficult it's really competitive but I mean if it's something that I could see to like push myself maybe have tryouts I would definitely go for it you know because you never know so yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about, I got some fun questions for you. Uh, what's what's your favorite like song right now? Mm, oh my God. Okay. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people don't know her, but Cash Page, as, if you take any one of her songs on her album, Teenage Fever, it, it, it's just perfect. It's like the perfect album for me. Um, but my favorite song I would say is London on that album. If you've heard I, it. I feel like, I feel know, like I heard not. Yeah. I feel like I heard her name, but I, I don't know if I heard her songs. Okay, you have to listen to it after this. Just, you know, <laughs> just take me when you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll check it out. What uh, What do you like to do in your free time? Mm, my free time. It's, you know, there's a lot when you're overseas. There's mm-hmm. a lot. But um, here, especially, we go out, like, to walk around and, like, look at the the views of the island because it's mm-hmm. so pretty here. Just spend time with my teammates, get to know them more. Uh, but yeah, we go on like little hikes, sometimes little walks to see, take pictures, stuff like that. When I'm back home, I like to hang out with my friends, hang out with my dog, you know, hang out by the pool, read, listen to music, go shopping, typical girl stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I watch it. I like food. Also, I'll, I'll eat. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask you next. What like what uh mm-hmm. what kind of like interesting foods have you ate overseas? Oh god um or any new I would like, say probably, yeah i would say probably the most interesting eats i've had were in the philippines and i love like asian cuisine so being over there like they have rice breakfast lunch and dinner you know um so for me that was perfect because i love rice you know all that but i'd say there was like this thing it's called balu mm-hmm. i think is the name and it's like this egg i didn't like it but it's like this egg that's like it's cooked, but it's not cooked. So like you crack the egg open and you have to drink, you have to drink this like juice that comes out of it. And like the egg is cooked. So it's like, you're eating the egg, but it's, I don't know, it's either a chicken or something in there. I don't doesn't, know. Doesn't sound <laughs> That for sure was like, it was something that was really interesting. Yeah, it wasn't that good. They, all the girls there love it. And if they watch this, they'll be like, oh, you didn't like it? Like, no, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that was probably the most interesting thing i've tried yeah it sounds interesting and i don't want to try it <laughs> yeah no, i don't recommend i don't recommend it <laughs> uh last one what's something people uh don't know about you mm, people don't know about me well people don't know probably that i have um a sister 
Thus, he's um, only 14 months apart from me. You probably don't know in general that I have siblings because I don't like put them out there. I must have three siblings. My brother is, um, <laughs> he's at Drake University right now playing basketball. He's his first year there. He's a walk-on. And then my sister, uh, my youngest sister, she's also a volleyball player. Um, she's young though. She's like 15 now. She's just starting volleyball. And I have another sister, the one that's 14 months apart, and she's a chef. There we go. We're shouting out the fam. Yeah, I got a shout out to Sam, always. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they could follow you on social media? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my Instagram is just my first and last name, Kendra Dalkey. Um, My Twitter is K underscore Dalkey. And that's really the only social medias I have. I think I have TikTok, but I don't ever post on there. So you don't need to follow me on there. <laughs> yeah, I'll do those two, the so Instagram and Twitter. All right, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to have this chat with you.